the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Whatever I have on NBC, CNN, irritates me here in the studio, Xanadu. What irritated me today was to listen to Nancy Pelosi stammer through a shopping spree in Munich where she's pretending that uh, we have support for the Trojan horse of Joe Biden Democrat failure. The military action we're about to engage in, as if we haven't been engaging since the Ukrainians bought the crack-smoking son of the president. This was the deal. We will go through it. In fact, Pippi Liestocking has become so sought after, both CNN and MSNBC are going after her, throwing huge numbers at her, so that she'll be the new, kind of less attractive version of uh, that fat guy who looks like he works out with Pritzker on CNN. His name escapes me, but you know who I mean. Rachel Maddow's got some competition. It's going to be Pippi Liestocking. And why shouldn't she get the job? After all, who lies like Pippi Liestocking? When can we expect a more detailed explanation from the White House about how it would plan to bring down energy prices? Well, I think as Dalip just conveyed, a lot of what's happening right now is sensitive. It includes uh, conversations with foreign uh, counterparts and other major large uh, global suppliers. It also includes conversations we're continuing to have with Congress and others about uh, what steps may be at our disposal, and the president is continuing to consider options. So I expect we'll have more to tell you when (laughs) any decisions are made. Uh, That's a great word salad of absolutely nothing, phony redhead. In fact, did you buy your 540,000 barrels of oil today from Putin as you pretend to put sanctions on? Because that's what you've been doing every day since you've been in office. And I'm low on the estimate. In fact, we did a little research yesterday. It turns out we've been averaging 20 million barrels a month, a month that we're buying from Putin. We hate him. He's a terrible human being. Just ask the Speaker of the House who can't speak. It's stunning to see in this day and age a tyrant roll into a country she doesn't mean her as she went to munich she doesn't mean the other fascist fourth reich executives we call congress people of the democrat mafia i think she's talking about putin either it's putin or biden i don't know this is the same tyrant who attacked our democracy in 2016 oh it's the duchess of chaffington hillary clinton who are you talking about there mumbles This is the same tyrant who is opposed to democracy and wants to minimize, trivialize it, to to, um, downgrade it in the eyes of the Russian people. 
I think she's talking about Hillary Clinton. That's that. That's that's what I think. She can't be talking about rootin' tootin' Putin. After all, we all know what you and President, not my president, but President Dimwit, President Diapers, the dementia patient. I'm close to amazed by how far Putin seems to have come in making throwing his lot with the West. Um, he seems to have, from all the briefings I've gotten. Uh, actually uh, stiff-armed his military here and stiff-armed some of the browns and reds in, the, uh, in, the, uh, um, uh, in his government uh, and out of government and made a very, I don't think anybody since Peter the Great has made such a significant, <laughs> at least initial move to the West. He's Vladimir the Great! At least he was when Joe Biden was half as stupid as he is today. That's way back when he could form a sentence, before that third stage of dementia kicked in. In fact, when he was at stage two, uh, during the 2012 election cycle, he even had some praise. Governor Romney's answer, I thought, was incredibly revealing. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on. Russia is still our major adversary. I don't know where he's been. I mean, we have disagreements. He should have recognized that our major adversary is the American Democrat Mafia. You've done far more damage to America than Putin could ever do up until about yesterday. Then it looks like, who knows? I mean, what are you going to do if the response to the sanctions is, I don't think I'll sell you your 600,000 barrels of oil today. I don't think I'll sell it to you. What are you going to do then, Biden? You moron. You're going to turn to Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the clueless crew? I don't think you are. Let's go through the crew. It's like a, uh, a litany of the Keystone government by Nancy Pelosi. And our final visit was to the U.K. We met with Boris Johnson. But our, our real host was the Speaker of the uh, House of Commons uh-huh. with a great welcome to the House of Commons, which is uh-huh. unusual, they tell me. Uh, oh. And then a, a formal luncheon where we could interact with members of parliament of all levels and all. It's nice. Our phony royals went to pretend with the real inbred phony royals as they all pretended to be successes instead of the corrupt inside trading mafia members they really are. Even with that little speech impediment, that little lisp, that little denture and Botox soiree she's got going on in her mouth. Parties. Well, they don't have that many parties, but the fact is they were very united. Uh-huh. Every place we were, that people were united in. Uh- That's because you were shopping, stupid. You were spending 10000 every time you walked into a store. I'd love to know the baggage she came back with. Opposition to what uh, was happening, of course, in Ukraine, but more importantly, and what we needed to do about that. Oh, my God. You know, we talk we're traditionally con- um, about, about the issues of security. This is the Speaker of the House who cannot speak. And notice how she's winded. You're not going upstairs. You're not on the stairmaster, dummy. Spit it out. ...economy and governance. Uh, in recent years, of course, the climate issue is an issue in all of those categories. <laughs> <laughs> it's the climate. Ooh, you know, those rotten Russians were not wearing their masks, and they don't care about greenhouse gases. Sure, it doesn't mean anything, and we've been wrong for 70 years. But what about the climate? What are these bombs going to do to the climate, Nancy, you moron? And so is COVID. So that were, that were part of our conversation. Uh, we did meet with the head of the World Health Organization and got an up-to-date on how he saw it. And he said, I'm glad you idiots keep printing up that money and giving it to us, because if they got onto the scam that we're the inventors of this COVID, whoo, 
they'd be upset. Things globally, and uh, again, in every place we went, that uh, COVID Brilliant. challenge was part of our our discussion. So Speaker it was, of the House. Uh, intensely busy, and uh, we were magnificently served. You've seen the list of members. They are from our mostly from our. They were magnificently served. I hope that the waiters gave it the swipe that I gave when I was a waiter and I got a dimwit like Nancy Pelosi in my station. Oh, yeah. Could you bring me more sweet and low? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like some Splenda. You got the swipe, honey. I hope that's what Nancy and the Democrats got. Security uh, committees, Adam Schiff, Intelligence, Adam Smith, uh, Armed Services, Ted <laughs> Deutsch, Foreign Affairs, Barbara Lee, appropriate. Well, let me come back to Barbara mm-hmm. and Betty McCollum. Jim Himes, Intelligence, Bill Keating, Foreign Affairs and Armed Services, Sean Patrick Maloney, Intelligence, uh, Eric Swalwell, Intelligence. and It sounds like an indictment of traitors to America. It's an indictment of insider trading. This is the list of names that should be on the indictment. All multimillionaires, all never did a damn thing in their life, all bought and paid for like the corrupt politicians Don Corleone bragged about. Uh, Homeland Security, uh, uh, Ruben Gallego, Armed Services. Oh, let's uh, not forget Gallego. Armed Services, Rokana, Armed Services. Rokana. I wonder services, what the hell he's been doing. He got off of fat. Obviously, he's been traveling with the Congress, birthing peoples. But w- when you're having these discussions, all roads lead to the Appropriations Committee. Oh, and let's not have, forget about appropriations. Uh, McCull- this, is the, this is the good part. This is where the filet gets cut up. Oh, yeah. Well, Nancy was there. She didn't only spend, I'd say, roughly 80 to 90 thousand dollars in louis vuitton you spent trillions giving it to these inbred these inbred englishmen so they could give it to ukraine and pretend they gave it to them so you're going to give billions here and you're going to give billions through this corrupt little liaison that they're pretending was a diplomatic trip instead of a shopping spree for inside trading scumbags the way it was i'm the chair of the uh, defense subcommittee uh was it, it really a, a very important Brilliant. A participant in the conversations Speaker about of the House. our support for the defense uh-huh. of Ukraine and cool. Barbara Lee in terms of her committee, the Foreign Ops, uh, State Foreign Ops Committee. And- Who do you think celebrated more when she got on the plane? Her husband, so he could bring in the strippers that he now can afford, or the inbred, blue blood, phony royalty? in Great Britain and their politicians as they got these crooks back on the plane and got the hell out of their country. For a little while there, I thought the air smelled a little cleaner here in America. In terms of, well, she'll talk about it, but she was in great demand because of whether it was about refugees or whether it was Brilliant. about humanitarian assistance or whether it was oh. about uh, 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 loan guarantees. Like you could do it. And the list goes on. So, again, uh, that's the part that's important. Loan guarantees and the list goes on. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. We were uh-huh. well served by the leadership, knowledge, and commitment of our participants. And they not were all, all of them were not in every country, but by mostly they were. My God. If this country had any standards, 90% of these inside trading corrupt scumbags would be in the Husco. Are you listening to this? This is the Speaker of the House. So we have a Speaker of the House who has soft dementia and clearly some sort of I've been drunk for 30 years and I can't form a sentence. And we have a President Dimwit who, when you listen to him speak, it's almost makes Nancy sound fluid. This is one of those moments. It's one of those inflection points uh-huh. in, in, in history. And I've been saying that 
you and I, we've spent a lot of time together. You and I both talked about it. There's certain, there's so much that has the potential to change for the better. Oh, my God. Isn't that right? If only somebody would grab you by that starch collar and throw you in a prison cell with Nancy Pelosi and the Duchess of Chaffington and her thigh rash Hillary Clinton. Then we could get on with things. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Just so you know, the uh, gangster in China, Xi Jinping, or as he's known as Xi Jinping 11, he said, don't worry, Taiwan is not like the Ukraine at all. They're going to go quietly into servitude because I cannot imagine it takes longer than a week for China to jump in and say, ah, mine now. And what about um, North Korean, the version of Pritzker, that fat bastard, the only fat slob in North Korea, Kim Jong-un, has he been firing off anything? We know about anything there. But don't worry, Joe Biden has a firm grasp of foreign policy. He is an expert. With Russia, but they're united with us on Iran. The only way we're getting one of only two ways oh, we're yeah. getting. What about Iran and the deal with Iran and then the Israel thing? Oh boy. Oh boy. Look at what you moron Democrats, scumbag, rat, welfare roaches did to our country. Material into Afghanistan to our troops is through Russia. They are working closely with we don't us. Have that they just anymore. said to Europe if there is an oil shutdown in any way in the Gulf, they'll consider increasing oil supplies to Europe. That's ah, what are you worried about? Plus, we're buying 600,000 barrels of them. What was oil today? Bent crude, $97.20. That's all right. You welfare roach Democrats, you got a lot of money. Of course, none of it's yours, but you're more than happy to spend other people's, huh? You want free college? Sure. Throw it on the tab. Michael on the south side. Sean, I called to show you some love. Oh, I love when you call me. The... Call me love. In a completely heterosexual yeah. way. Not one of those freaks that monitor us in Boys Town. You know what I mean. Go ahead. I, I understand. Uh, I called you maybe a, a little over a week ago uh, to talk about Joe Biden and the media uh, helping, him, helping him out by blowing up this whole Ukraine situation. You called it. You were right. The um, yeah, because now now the storyline is that uh, supply supply shortages in the United States are related to to the Ukrainian situation, which is totally BS. Michael Pritzker today so, in a speech in Decatur. This is our own Pritzker as he was bragging that Illinois now has a $1.7 billion surplus. That fat slob said, and gas prices are rising due to the uh, war in. Ukraine. He said that today. So this was the perfect Trojan horse to hide all that Democrat corruption, all that Democrat failure and that pay-to-play scheme BS, where they could hide it in this and say, what are you going to do? It's like World War II. You have to sacrifice. After all, it's for the better of mankind. The way they sell tyranny every single time as they rape and pillage the people of their countries and their states. Uh, I appreciate the love. Michael, did you get yourself a t-shirt yet? Uh, not one from you. Uh, you see what you did there? I like that. I like that. I respect that begging play so much. I'm going to get you a T-shirt. And you're going to get the one that says, saying the quiet part out loud. Lori, Lyle. <laughs> Hi, son. Hi. Hey, listen. I listen to talk radio all the time. And people call in all the time and ask this question. Why are these people being prosecuted? And the answer that the host, always give is the same. They always say, well, it's because the media isn't holding them responsible. The media is not reporting it. To me, that makes no sense. 
the media isn't in charge of prosecuting people. The senators, our senators should be doing it. Our judicial system should be doing it. The hosts are always blaming the media for it. The no. senators blame the media for it. Not it's me. not the media. It's them. It's the you, rhinos. Lori, that's why it's a perfect mafia. It's a perfect mafia. The people who are supposed to have oversight are have an allegiance to the corrupt gangsters that we call senators and congressmen. It's perfect. It's the greatest scam in the world. It's like the Capitol Police. Of course they shot Abbott. Mm. Why wouldn't they? Nobody was going to do anything mm -hmm. about it. She represented everything that was going to upset that mafia's apple cart. Shoot her in the neck, and you're going to get rewards. That's why you never hear the SEC go after Nancy Pelosi or her staff. It's perfectly normal that a woman who cannot form a sentence, a woman who cannot remember what state she's in, let alone country, amasses a trading fortune that's better than Warren Buffett, better than Icon, better than uh, Arthur Cutton, better than every trader in the world. She deserves it. She's a gangster. And who's going to prosecute her? Somebody that owes their livelihood to her or the corrupt mafia that she's in? I don't think so. The greatest perfect crime on the planet. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate the call very much. But we see what they're doing. And that's the biggest thing they're afraid of. Because even the Democrats, we had a, we had a, a moron sexual deviant yesterday. Did you see that, Bunny? The kid, he had a pot over his genitals, didn't he? The guy that was complaining on our Facebook that I just had you block. Uh, and he rails, oh, this guy's angry. He's angry. He's yelling. He's wallowing in the failure of the Chicago sewer the whole time. It doesn't he can't put two and two together because in his sexual perverse life, all he wants to do is feel good about his sexual deviance in that particular case. The rest are the people who are on government cheese who want to feel they're entitled to it. I played that clip yesterday of the kids in the high school in Chicago. Everybody goes to college. Bring a parent. Everybody goes now. They don't care about how they've been underserved, how the, how the school system has been used as a cash register for the, for the crime family of the Chicago Teachers Union. None of that matters now. You bought them off with something they should be able to provide for themselves. And now you bought their loyalty. And that's the game. And that's the same thing with the judges that sit on a judge on, on a bench. They shouldn't, but they did because somebody's Democrat donated to somebody's moron, Nancy Pelosi. And next thing you know, you're a judge. It's a system of perfect fraud. And it is the recipe of how every great empire imploded. It's always through the same thing. Corruption, incompetence, and fr financial fraud. This is the other aspect of this. When we talk about this oil, do you understand how ridiculous it is to pretend you're putting on sanctions to somebody who you need their product? Here's the skinny. That solar and wind is all BS. It doesn't work a lick. Everything needs natural gas and oil. It is the lifeblood of us. We cannot exist without it. We could really harm Russia and the rest of the world if we unleashed our own production in this country we could turn a switch tomorrow and everything would implode you remember when oil was 30 dollars a barrel i remember when it was 21 when george bush went into iraq 21 dollars a barrel you could have that again today and you would break the backs of these third world hellholes dictatorships that's not going to be the answer because what they'd have to do is let our free enterprise and our companies go wild 
and they would lose control of the reins. They would rather control society and watch it implode than release the stronghold on it and let us succeed. That's who we have in office because of the IPOs, the insider trading, and the systemic corruption in this government. So until these people are prosecuted, until an example is made out of them, you're just going to mitigate this kind of failure. And it's going to become normal to you, just like in Chicago. And before you know it, you'll be that student who is thanking your abuser. And all of it will go away. They'll give you just something you needed more. There's no prime example than somebody who's been disserved and robbed in a ghetto, getting something he should be able to provide for himself, whether it be food or rent or education, thanking the very criminal that robbed him of that in the first place. That's how you have a perfect system of corruption. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, the answer. All right, so we all know the pay-to-play schemes here in Chicago. We all know that the Fats lob, Governor Fatso, is counting welfare as a surplus and taking credit for the budget. But this whole thing in, in the Ukraine and Russia, this is why I wash my hands of it, is that they both have bribed Biden Crime, Inc., it's despicable and disgraceful. There is a, excuse me, there is a photo of you uh, golfing with your son Hunter and his business partner, Devin Archer. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. Because I never discussed with my son anything having to do with what was going on in Ukraine. That, that's, a, that's a fact. I didn't no. know that was the case. In you the- know, to believe this, you have to be like that scumbag with the pot over his genitals. A, a Chicago Democrat. You have to be that kind of a scumbag. That kind of just shut up, vote for the gangster, and hope you get some sort of job, some sort of pension, some sort of free tuition, some sort of welfare cheese. That's the only way you could support these scum. And when, when in fact I found out after the fact. And because I don't discuss things with my son or my family, because I don't want to have any knowledge of any, I, I don't want to be accused of, well, you talk with your son. Because he knows... They're committing crimes. They should all be brought in in criminal charges and hit them with the RICO Act, steal all their guts on ghoul, and put it on the national debt. Let's start there. Eric Swalwell's on the trip. Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a Chinese spy, which the real shock to me is he's heterosexual. The number two thing is put him in prison. Instead, he's on the Intelligence Committee. You can't make this dung up. What's the other one? That looks like she's from uh, uh, she's Fred Sanford's sister-in-law. What the hell's her name? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, the husband, owns a bank. The first bailout in 2008, the first check. Let's put it in that bank. Everybody gets paid off. Superior bank that, 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 that took advantage of poor people and stupid people in the ghettos. They go unscathed. The, the, the brother is now the governor of Illinois. And what happened to the sister who was in charge of it? She was Obama's finance person. Uh, it's, this is beautiful. To be a Democrat, you're admitting two, one of two things. You're either in on the BS scam mafia, or you're too stupid to see it. In either case, I have no use for you. Stay away from me. All right. Let's go to Scott Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Sean. Yes. Good talking to you. Hey, I wonder how long it's going to take the American people to figure out that Biden's under the thumb of Obama. He'll throw him right under the bus if, he, if uh, 
he doesn't doesn't do what he wants. You know, with, he's so deep into Ukraine that we're in a third ter- illegal term of his his presidency. Scott, when I was a kid, there used to be all kinds of exposés on organized crime. And all of the time, John Drummond, the bulldog, thank you, by the way, for the call, he would kind of try to tell you who's in leader, who's the leader, this guy's the leader, that guy's the leader. It's all the same crime family. Who gives a rip who gets to drive the Cadillac and who gets to sit in back? Does it make a difference? To me, it's the American Democrat Party is the Marxist mafia. And until the heads of it are all put away, like they used to do, right? Take all their stuff through the RICO Act. Let's have the government take it and put it on the national debt. That's less money we got to pay back. After all, they stole the money in the first place. It's the greatest reason for this pandemic. Anybody want to talk about the $10.6 trillion you print up every year now? Every year. You're on your second year. And you keep pretending that the, the money that comes back, the welfare money that comes back in a pretend tax is revenue. That's how you know it's a damn Ponzi scheme outrageous bill arlington heights hello hi, sean hi bill uh have you ever read imprimus it's uh a speech digest put out by hilldale college all the time i got it from my my daughter when she was three years old i still get it i still get it okay have you seen today's issue i just got it today no about the I, great I reset no but i'm very aware uh, of the great reset and i'm very aware of the strategy and the oh. European Fabians. You know, Bill, when I first started filling in, I used to say Fabians all the time. And there were a couple of Democrats that no longer worked there. They used to work there. And they would, they would laugh, oh, Fabians, because they didn't know. They were too stupid. They were kids. They were arrogant. They were ignorant. And they were unaware of exactly the kind of people you're dealing with when you talk about Europeans, which is why I have nothing but contempt for those phony royalty, that nonsense, blue blood BS. They are under the impression they are better than everybody and should be mitigating not just money, but rights. And that's what it's all about. And that's what we fell into. And, Bill, I couldn't agree more. I didn't read the story, but I'm pretty sure I understand it. Thank you very much. And this is what the American people wanted. Look at that sewer of corruption, Chicago. There's not a Democrat scumbag that voted for Lori Lightfoot. Not one that doesn't have a question of why you get to take your mask off on the 28th. That seems perfectly normal to me. Why the 28th? Well, because Lori Lightfoot said so. And why do I have to wear it in this building and that building, but not that one or that one? Well, because Lori Lightfoot says it. Because they are willful slaves. And the one thing I want on my tombstone, I don't think I'll be buried. I want a Viking funeral. But when people talk about me in my obituary, he was a terrible slave because I will not give quarter to these con artists, corrupt, inside trading, wannabe gangsters. You want to be a gangster? Take me out in the parking lot and give me a beating the old-fashioned way. I could use a good beating. But don't you do it with a pen, with your Irish short-in-the-pants liars wearing diapers. Wes, Dunning Square. Hey, Sean. Uh, Wes here. I was just pointing out that why don't we just call this Obama 2.0? I said, um... You know, we asked them to de-weaponize back when Obama was president, and we sent them over bandages, and they annexed the uh, Crimea. And now we're sitting here basically financing Russia because we put so many sanctions upon ourselves that it drove up the cost of oil, which just benefited the Kremlin over there. Wes, I had a conversation today I want to tell you about. I uh, went. F- I, I, I take care of myself, so I went for to this juice bar in the area here, right? And I walk in, and there's a big guy and his uh, younger girl, and... We get to talking, and he's Cuban, and he has the accent. And he came here from Cuba, and I was in an altercation a couple days ago out front, and he asked me about it. And uh, during our talk, we started talking about how spoiled 
people are, how arrogant and ignorant these children are who've accomplished nothing in their life. And you know what he said to me? Americans are so spoiled and so stupid, they're unaware of the blessing of being an American, which is why so many of them give away their freedom that so many people like me risked everything to get here for. And what you're talking about is knowledge, right? They'd have to know all of those things. You're living in an America right now that touts Barack Obama as a conquering hero, even though every single thing he touched turned to bull dung. Every single thing, Obamacare, drastically destroyed the quality of our health care. Yet most Americans don't know because they didn't understand how good they had it when they were complaining and asking for help. They don't care that 50% of the doctors are gone, 50% of the hospitals are gone. They don't care that the premiums are 400% higher because they're idiots. And you're living through the collapse of a society. And the only way it's going to get back is through people like the Cuban. People that are being oppressed in the Soviet Union, the real Soviet Union. People who understand what this country is supposed to be. Not the Democrat scum who thank their abuser for, for things that they should be able to get on their own. They, they, they want it now in welfare. That's how the mind of this country has changed. And that's how you know we're on the downswing. So go to high ground and prepare because it's going to take a while. It's not going to be overnight. But if, if you think you're going to turn it around, well, there's a Democrat in power anywhere. You are not going to. Dan, Lake Geneva. Yeah, hi, Sean. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. Uh, the, one, the one thing that I would like you to, uh, I'd like to ask a favor of, since sure. we're going to say the quiet part out loud, um, this has been bothering me for the last five and a half years. Every time you hear these politicians, I don't care if it's Biden or whoever, Pelosi, all of them, but as soon as they say the words, let me be clear, you know the next thing coming out of their mouth is complete falsehood, BS, and it's deceitful, and it isn't always a lie. Since I was a kid, since I was a kid, since I was a kid, everything I noticed, I, I was lucky enough to be raised in a, in a business. So we had an auto parts farm. People would come and go all day long. People, all kinds of people, salesmen, customers, the whole nine yards. Whenever somebody would say, and I don't care who they were, I'll be honest with you. The next thing out of their mouth was a lie. So there's always little tells you could pick up on people. And it's a very Absolutely. interesting point. It's a very interesting point. But, you know, we've created a system when you think about it, Dan. The way in which we elect these con artists is for being con artists. The only way they get elected is by morphing into whomever they're speaking to so that when election night rolls around, people who disagree think, oh, this guy's for me. Because in, in order to have a society built on principles, you have to say no. No to people. When's the last time you heard a politician say no? I want free health care. <laughs> no, you fat bastard. And put the cream puff down. You're the reason health care is so high, you drug addict scumbag. You're the problem, you alcoholic piece of garbage. You'd lose half your constituency. After all, Democrats are all of those things. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate the call. So until we get back to an honest system, congratulations. You got the best lipstick salesman on a pig farm. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I can't believe how fast I'm having the time of my life here. Let's get to the phone lines. Roger on the south side has an excellent point. Hi, Roger. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. Uh, so, uh, t- I think it's wrong. 
I think I think we're going to be in for some real problems in Chicago and Illinois. But right here, if we if we turn over a minimum, what 100, 115, or twenty of these uh, these seats in the midterm, which we would, I hope it's one hundred fifty. But I mean, right now, I happen to know. The, well, it's it's. I guess I live in Chicago. I guess she's my mayor. Uh, you know, this three point one something billion that we got for for this part of this came out of one of those we voted for or we didn't vote for. She's using that for operating costs now. Oh yeah, Roger. The whole government is like that, brother. You know, I, I took oh, your I, call I, because I yeah. on, the, on the call screen it says when the COVID money runs out, we're going to have big problems in Chicago. The reality oh, is, yeah, that's Chicago's a real real problem. It's a, it's a welfare city. It doesn't have any money. It hasn't generated money for decades. Illinois is no, a welfare state. It doesn't have any money. The only reason that they can even come out and exist and tell these lies is because they splashed the pot when they stole the office. The Democrats yeah. and states got a ton of money. They printed it up. But th- don't forget, Rod, that's, that's Trump's fault. See, this is where, where yep. I separate from yep. a lot of the radio hosts. Trump should have stood up there and said, there is no god darn way I'm going to shut down this economy. Are you out of your fracking mind? And then as you print yeah. up, what, $20 trillion? I mean, if you really do the math, you're at $16, $17 trillion since the very beginning. And oh, if yeah, we are going to print that up, how come no one said, you know what, that's going to sit on a separate account from the national debt. There will be no interest ever paid on it. And we'll take a piece of everything and pay it off over time. Was any of that thought about? Because debt, Roger, no. is their greatest weapon. Because now they have sure. the excuse to tax. Now I got the excuse. And you're at a level right. now. Think about it, Roger. Think about how, how long we've had income tax. We've only mm-hmm. had income tax for 100 and, what, 107, 109 years. That's it. That's it. And in the meantime, you're at a point now where you're thanking the government for taking 50%. Oh, thank you. You're oh, a slave. Ridiculous. You're a slave. And these, and like here... Like I've been involved in a couple of liquor establishments. I mean, we pay the high. I think we're second or we're the highest or second. Oh, please, that's a real I mean, gangster business. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. That's, that's why my I, wife I loves the Hawks. The I said, "I'm done. I'm done with the Hawks." Gangster, gangster, little plaything from that from that gangster words, the fat slob that he is. Yeah. I All gave right. up mine after seven years or two. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, Roger, I enjoyed talking. Re- yeah, I went long. With All you, right. All right. Thank you, brother. We got time here, kid. How much time I got? All right, let's go to a couple. Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. Hi, Don. Sean, I heard that the, uh, the the crooks down at city council were about to vote on whether or not to seize assets from gangbangers, and there was a handful <laughs> of aldermen that were a little apprehensive. I sure. wonder why. I, I think it's probably why they don't want to look into the fact that the head of internal affairs just happened to give his car to a heroin salesman. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why they don't want to look into it, Don. I could be crazy, but I'm suspicious, and I'm cursed with the ability to reason. Thank you, Don. It is a curse. I'd be so much better off if I was just one of those inside-the-guy Democrat. Of course, I'd have love handles on my neck, but I'd get one of those mystical, magical pensions, and all i got to do, vote for a Democrat. How you doing? How you doing? Peter and Elgin. Hey, how are you, Sean Thompson? Love you. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I'm an Eastern European immigrant. Um, we escaped communism to come America to have all these privileges, and I'm just scared to see all these things slowly disappear from food shortages, the gas prices going up. But I'm hopeful that uh, regular citizens, parents who are standing up to their school boards, uh, people just kind of uh, fighting back for our country, I strongly push them to continue fighting for the good fight because America is a great country. Peter, I love that, and I want you to remember something. It's in your DNA, and it's fresh in your DNA. 
to recognize corruption, recognize failure, and go to high ground. Do not be afraid to do that. Get the hell out of there. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Why would banks, why would American banks and their lobbyists fight legislation that was protecting the rights of freedom, free speech, and property rights among their depositors? Hmm, makes you think. She was once a North Dakota state rep. She now is a research fellow for energy, environment, and pension issues at the Heartland Institute. Her name is Betty Grande. Did I say it right, Betty? Grande. Damn it. Sorry, Betty. Betty Grande, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, It's my pleasure. You know what it is? Subconsciously, I I, I, I can't stand politicians, so maybe it was an insult that I was unaware of. But I'm sure I'm going to like you after this because you wrote an article that dropped in The American Thinker that I really like. It turns out that there are banks, am I right, that are fighting the idea that their depositors should be able to say whatever the hell they want. There are. There are. The the major banks especially. You know, you've got your uh, Bank of America's, Blue Ridges, City, Wells Fargo's, Saks, those dudes. They all yep. think that they are um, above the rest of us and can top down, tell everybody else how to uh, behave. There's a little scam out there that most people aren't aware of, but I'm I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to politics. It's called fractional lending. Fractional lending is really something that's not benign. In fact, it's kind of a, a gateway of corruption through a Federal Reserve system and this idea that you can let people deposit money and then you can borrow 10 times whatever the deposit is. Can banks afford to do this if, say, enough people get aware of it and say, hey, scumbags, give me my money? Can they afford that right now? You know, I, it's a really good question. But, you know, they have their own reserves of money. The big banks don't care. They print their own. And they, they really? control it all. They don't oh, even yeah. have to go they, through they, the old-fashioned way of pretending that we have a uh, not any, system. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're just they're just bankrolling everything. Um, it, it, it's a it's a real interesting uh, ordeal of how they're doing it. And these their this collusion of all these guys. Um, they they control about forty percent of all of the money flowing. And and this the you know you realize these big guys they're this isn't just in the United States. They're all over. And, you know, Canada, that they just proved it. We're going to close down all these accounts. And when they closed down all the accounts and they started digging into everybody's stuff, and they had the regulators of the banks going in and checking out all these accounts, who's done what, where, how, then they'd call up the U.S. banks. U.S. banks start freezing accounts of citizens in the United States that haven't have donated money to the Canadian freedom people. 
Now, Betty, when I talk to you, I'm aware of North Dakota. So in your ancestry, in your DNA, is that frontierman spirit. So you go out there because somebody way back in your family loved America so much that I don't want something for nothing. They risked their lives, and they went out there. That's how I'm assuming the story goes. And you became yep. a state representative because you yep. loved the, the idea of protecting Americanism and fighting for exactly what this kind of nonsense stands directly opposed to, the idea that banks could somehow circumvent property rights, circumvent and prosecute Americans who speak against the state. How can you describe this particular government as anything other than a Fourth Reich right here in America? I mean, this is real Nazi stuff, is it not? Absolutely it is. This is, this is fascism, actually, at, it, at, at the epitome. And, and they, are into, they, they have it all figured out, all starting with the world finance, uh, oh, just drew a blank, uh, yeah, World great. Economic Forum. Oh, yeah, that's a great All of scam. their guys, all, yeah, they all got together and they said, you know what? We're going to take and we're going to do the Great Reset. These are in their words. And so they want to reset the economy, the way of life. Starting in every, starting over in every country, and this is going to be their World Economic Forum. They have decided; these elitists have decided how we are supposed to live and think, and whether or not we can move freely. And look at what they're doing slowly with the airlines. These are Fabians. Look at what they're doing everywhere. Yeah. So now here's something that we should be able to win on. And I mean it because it's something as 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 basic as property rights. Are there lawyers? Now I know you're you, you know most of your people are good people, frontiersmen, good Americans. Are there loyal lawyers in North Dakota that say there's no damn way I'm going to let the big banking cartels steal the property of my citizens? Or is this something where the government now has become so powerful and they are out of the closet fascists? And they are ready, willing, and able to intimidate everybody from parents who speak up against school boards to people like me who speak up against a corrupt collectivist mafia pretending to be a Democrat party. Can lawyers come to my rescue and use American law as it was intended from the beginning as my shield versus the spear of the fascist? You know, there, there, that is one quiver that we have. The others are for the states to use their federalism and their ability to join together as states and say, enough, you guys cannot tell us how to do this. And that's where these, this legislation that we're working on, one of the, there's three or four different bills that are out there, different kinds. And um, so across some, multiple states, I'm working with legislators, and what we're trying to do is set it up that their state state banks, your community banks, your the bankers you work with every day, the guy you who's your your neighbor, the the local credit unions, and telling them you guys do not have to adhere to this. And matter of fact, you cannot use ESG and social uh, scoring on any of your customers. And if the states tell them that, it gives them the guardrails away from the big boys coming in. Betty, do you remember when people would talk about this a couple of years ago? Do you remember after 
the, who I think is an absolute moron, George W. Bush and the Patriot Act, how people who would talk about this on mm. radio and TV were called conspiracy nuts and conspiracy theorists. Yep. It, tur- it turns out that they were actually forecasters. And it, they yeah. saw the, 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 the writing on the wall. And it turns out that now you have to be concerned that your government views you, if you believe in American principles and freedom and the right to property and free speech, views you as a subversive in the same way the Soviet Union and the Third Reich viewed citizens who spoke against their power and their, their abuse of, of rights of, uh, uh, against the citizen. We're in the same boat in the year 2022 in America. Am I, I, I don't think I'm underselling it. No, no, you're not. And actually, you see, if you look back and, and under, uh, under Bush, and, and everybody, you know, not everybody, but the vast majority of people went, yes, the Patriot Act, yes, yes. And other people are we're standing back there and we're going, no, 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 you don't give away any rights. And why, what, what drove the people to do that? Fear. So what has drove the people into their homes and allowing the government to do all these things of mandating uh, a muzzle on your mouth and vaccines in your arms and, and so-called vaccines and, yeah. and all that's going on. And what has driven that? It's fear. And they've learned that lesson over time. And they're knowing that, hey, if we can drive them by fear, we can take more and more and more. And that's how they're doing this is through fear of everything that, that that government can control and and building up a compliance. Look at how compliant so many people got during the first six, eight months of the COVID fear down. You know, Betty, um, your other other expertise is another example of this fear-mongering and this um, kind of hyping up and incentivizing the village idiots to storm the castle or anybody who speaks up against it. And that would be you are a research fellow for energy and environment issues and topics. Yep. It turns out that um, over 65 years that I'm aware of and the predictions of of the sky is falling, chicken little and uh, global warming and ozone layers, it turns out these stupid son of a dogs are have been wrong for that amount of time. Not only that. It turns out that the fires that were in California that spread rapidly kind of were started by a sociology professor in California. Yet here we are on the top of everything we face mixed in these topics. Nancy Pelosi today, uh, Chuck Schumer the other day, AOC every day. The eco-Nazis are coming to use the global warming on top of it to take more of our freedoms, more of our money away. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And, and it, it goes all the way back, you know, to the time when, um, in, I, you know, the early part of Obama's time frame, he had the EPA and his agencies bring forth what they call the endangerment findings. And so they said methane and, and all these uh, bad things that basically came from coal plants, but were already being monitored and taken care of for the most part, and then they added CO2, and that CO2 became an endangerment finding. So now CO2 causes is dangerous. They got it labeled dangerous. So in other words, every time you exhale, you are yeah. causing danger to the environment. Congratulations, you can tax me. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But that's what they're using, that 
CO2 is what they're using to shut down energy across the world at this point. That's why when the UN comes and rules that there can be no more coal plants put up in Africa, these people are left to die in poverty because the UN doesn't want, one, they don't want extra people because that's a carbon footprint that's too extreme for them, and they can't have coal plants over there. But, gee, they'll let China and India have as many as they want, but they want to shut down all of ours. They want to move to where they're eliminating oil. They're making it so you can't drill, you can't frack anymore because you have nat gas comes out of the ground, and if you can't capture every single bit of it, then you have polluted. Um, It goes on and on that they have all this that just piles up and up and up. And and living in North Dakota, we are a pure energy-producing state, agricultural state, that it is destruction for our our state. Betty, I'm an old commodity trader, and while you were in the state uh, legislature, I was in the pits of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. It turns out that in the 90s, late 90s, they found out that under our northwestern states, we have oceans and oceans and oceans of oil and natural gas. It turns out we don't need a drop from anybody. In fact, we could solve all of our financial problems, all of our domestic problems, if only we could tap our own natural resources. What is the climate in North Dakota? Are they as disgusted with the Democrat Marxist mafia as those of us who were trapped in Illinois before I fled to Florida and became very tan, are they as distract, are disgusted as we prisoners of the Democrat mafia in Chicago, Illinois, are? Absolutely. It, 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 is, it is so frustrating. Um, right at the end of the last year when Trump was in, we as a nation had become secure in our energy, secure in, in that freedom away from having to import. We were exporters. And it was all because of states like uh, Texas all the way up through North Dakota where right. we had developed fracking and we had more oil coming out and we still have it. Now it's just sitting in the ground, of which makes the environmentalists happy because they live by the model, leave it in the ground. And we're stuck until, until we can get Biden to change um, all these executive orders of what he has done and basically said no pipelines, you have no way, so we know, have no way to move it or ship it. They've stopped um, one of our major uh, pipelines got, is being held up right now um, with, in the courts because of lawsuits. And so we're just sitting on it. We're just sitting on it. We went, in North Dakota went from the second largest producer, now we're third, and it's, it's only going to get worse until we see a change in energy policy in this country. You know what's funny, buddy? When I was getting ready yesterday, I, I, I flippantly said we import 240,000 barrels a day. I was doing research last night. It turns out that um, throughout 2021, the U.S. imported between, and I love how they give you these between. It's almost like one of these Democrat Congress people, insider trading scumbags, and they give you their wealth between a million dollars and 70 million. It turns out <laughs> in the year 2021, the U.S. imported between 12 million and 26 million barrels of crude oil from Russia every month, every single month. In just two years, what this feeble fascist in diapers has done to this nation is absolutely and totally disgusting to me. It has to be where people speak out, but in particular, it means something when you're standing on the soil of North Dakota where the answer is under your feet. 
Is there a move by North Dakota citizens to say we've had enough and either let's get this party started and intellectually file for secession papers and get the 21 states that do not want to be part of the mafia together and stop pretending that Vladimir Putin, Soviet KGB agent, is the threat when the American Soviet KGB, the American Democrat Party, is the real threat? I would love to say that we're taking a lead on that, and I'm, I'm hoping we can. I had a held a meeting today that was over an hour long just talking on this issue alone, and there were people that they're, they're unaware of what's going on, and so now it's just an educational process. And so times wow. like this, when we can get it out on the radio and get it out to the, the populace, people are unaware of really how bad it is. For the most part, a lot of these legislators, when they're bringing up their legislation, they are t- called tin hatters. They, the people don't believe it. They think that they're overreacting, and, and it's, just, it's just sad as to where we are as, as a country that we sit quiet. But, you know, everybody's used to sitting in their uh, houses doing nothing and watching CNN, you know, which yeah. all they do is live by lies. That's it. And they're waiting for more government cheese. You, you should see how they keep them quiet in, uh, in Chicago. They just give them something that they should be able to make on their own, and then everybody thanks them, and they vote for the same gangsters, even when they're dressed in the opposite sex clothing. It works either way. Oh. But Betty Grandy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You have a friend in me, and I'll be thinking of North Dakota with the mountains and the beauty and how aggravated you are, that the answer is <laughs> about 18, 18 feet under your feet. We could solve all the damn problems. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Call anytime. Wonderful. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. It's too damn high. I say the rent is too damn high. Love the rent is too damn high, guy. Love that son of a gun with the white gloves and the black suit and the funky haircut. That's a politician. Uh, although I am no longer a registered investment advisor, I once was, but I am no longer. However, I am going to take Karen and McHenry's call. Hi, Karen. Hi. I got so excited when your last guest was on because what she was talking about, about banks and the government, we were talking about a few weeks ago. So, But she didn't answer the question. So what do people do to keep their money safe from the government? I really hope that you talk about this a lot. Um, I will, we're, you know, I bank at a, reg- a large bank because it's easiest with their ATM machines and stuff. Sure. But I almost don't even want to use a debit card anymore because it seems like they know if I've always been a proponent of it. In in a climate like this, I want you to think about something. In the year 2022, your fear in this country, in this country, is that the government is going to seize your property. That's your fear right right now. You're a non-drug dealer. In fact, in some cases, they're in a better position. Their money is in cash or their money is donated to aldermen in the city of Chicago. You're in a better position there than you are if you're an honest person who doesn't want to be part of a collectivist government. So my answer to you is very simple. Take out a loan against your money. So if you have money in the bank, let's say you got uh, $10,000. Buy a bond and take out a loan against the bond. You're going to lose a little bit money on interest, but it doesn't matter. Your money will be locked up in a bond. So if they take it, you have taken the, the loan against it and you can acquire an inflation at hedge, whatever that is, if you want to buy gold or silver or whatever. I always advocate not leaving your money in a banking system that is run on absolute and total fraud. That's exactly what I feel fractional lending is. 
The idea that you deposit $1,000 and they loan out $100,000 is a scheme. It's not banking anymore. It's not the banking the way it's supposed to be. It's not banking where you're investing in the banking. What's that? What was she talking about credit credit union banks? Is there a difference or not? Yeah, in some cases there is a difference. They're normally closed. So credit union banks are a member membership organization. So you have to be in that union or you have to be in that, you have to join it in that neighborhood and whatnot. It's a little bit different than your customary mm-hmm. bank. The hardest thing is to realize what private banks have gone through. I, when I was in Illinois, I banked in a private bank and they were friends of mine. And it was they actually had to hire two people to deal with the regulation onslaught that was given to them by the government because the big banks like to squeeze out the competition. So support your private bank. You'll have more help. You'll have more attention there. But always leverage your assets. You do not want cash, especially if you're opinionated. Because what Canada showed you is the willingness of government to violate the most basic rights of all property over money. With good conscience, they took that money from the truckers. They took that money from people who donated to the cause. I'm trying to get a guy who's a billionaire in America who's very big on capitalism. He made his money. He's actually from Chicago, too. I don't want to spoil it because we might not get him. But he gave $90,000 to them because he believes in that. The Canadian bank is trying to get his money, and they're using the corruption in the American banking system to squeeze this billionaire, a guy who's made money, employed hundreds of thousands of people. It doesn't matter. So if they're willing to go after him, they're definitely willing to go after Karen and McHenry. So position yourself in the right way, like you are the enemy of the state, because if you believe in liberty, if you believe in Americanism, you are the enemy of this forthright government that is controlled by the Democrat mafia. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate the call. And that's why I can just real quick. I'm going to Mike, I'll get to you and I'll get to the others. If you want to be on, it's 312-642-5600. There's some good news about this trucker, this freedom convoy. It's coming to America and it needs to be supported. And, you know, I know, listen, I know what it's like to be uh, in fear that the government is going to take your assets. Believe me, I understand that. But ultimately, are they yours anyway under this corrupt system? Think about that. You work every damn day. They take 50% if you're good at working. When your parents die, if they were good at earning, in this Democrat mafia scheme, they're going to take a portion even after your parents paid taxes, all unless you're part of the oligarch family like the Pritzker scum, the fat slob that he is. They hide their money in trusts. Think like them. Hide your money in trusts. Leverage it. Because I got a tiny little secret for you. When a Democrat mafia member is in charge, it's only yours if they let you keep it. That's what America is today. You don't even have property over your own body. That's why you need to support truckers and bikers and executives and billionaires if they support liberty and freedom and americanism this is an ideological civil war make no mistake about it this is about the fascist scum pretending to be liberal and socialist rather than corrupt and insatiable which is what they are there's not enough money in imagination for these rat bastards not enough they can't give it away fast enough Concerned at all about the convoy of truckers that's making its way to Washington and is it taking any sort of steps to protect us? Yes, we've actually been um, been monitoring uh, this closely. The Department of Homeland Security and the administration are tracking reports of a potential convoy that may be. Why they're coming here for freedom. 
They're advocating for the property over their body. They're advocating against forced experimentation, which, by the way, Pippi Lystocking, you fake redhead, which, by the way, you got some data you don't want to release, huh? CDC's hiding some data about the vaccines, about people with a little twitching, little Bell's palsy, little Jimmy leg, God knows what else. Because you've experimented on 340 million, or you tried to. You didn't get me, redhead. I'd never liked you. We're planning to travel to several U.S. cities, including Washington, D.C. We have been working, including from uh, Dr. Alersh. Think about this. Washington, D.C. fears a freedom rally. (laughs) The irony is splendid. With Randall here, as well as our uh, Homeland Security Department, with closely with our federal, state, and local partners to continuously assess the threat environment and keep our communities safe. Uh, and our efforts uh, include enhanced intelligence sharing, a critical incident response plan uh, for the U.S. Capitol, a regional security assessment, and a simulation experiment that developed data-driven recommendations to bolster regional security. So we are closely monitoring, closely watching, and working with state and local authorities. That's a threat. What the speaker or the, the, the press birthing person with her fake red hair just did was a threat, not even that veiled, against people who are promoting liberty and freedom. In America, I expect it in Canada, after all those socialist morons with their costumes and their horses and the rest of it, they were always socialists, so it doesn't surprise me when they get clamped down. But when it happens in this country, beware what they're telling you. The fascist, the Nazi, the Soviet, the Marxist, they don't really threaten you. They're just waiting for an excuse to confiscate your property and your life. You see it in these hellhole states that with confidence lie to your face when they say they have a surplus and they balance the budget like that fat slob you call a governor. Lie to your face when they tell you after the 28th everything will be okay or they're going to wear the mask or they're not going to get their hair cut and the rest of it. So you've already bought that two-tiered system and you don't think they'll take your money? That's why the day I left that sewer, the happiest day of my life. Happiest day of my life. So I'm going to take Kevin in Austin, Texas. He's going to tell you how Illinois still stands a chance. When it's already given in to the corrupt Madigan tiny person mafia, it pretends it's a Democrat party instead of a corrupt Chirac sewer. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I appreciate the lead-in. Uh, Madigan's gone. This is the best time ever. That you could take. Where's out. Madigan? Well, no, 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 no. What do you mean Madigan's gone? He just went well, over no to that. Let, he let just wait a minute. Long, Hold on, Kevin. No I'll get to you. No he just went over to that clown in Burr Ridge with his phony restaurant and just got the best table in it. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, for coming on. He's walking around like Sam G and Kana. What do you mean he's gone? He's a celebrated well, he, gangster. He he's no longer the Speaker of the House. Sure, he's not. Uh, who do you th- you don't you don't think okay. that hand puppet that he put in from Hillside who likes to beat up his wife on the weekends? You don't think he is nothing more than a hand puppet? So I agree that I agree that it should be taken on absolutely, and this is the best time to take on the GOP and Republicans. I got a question for you as far as so my priest the street uh, the precinct strategy is something that this guy Dan Schultz wrote a book about. And I'm curious if you're against it, because one of the people that advertises on your show is Morrison Security, who's also the president of the Cook County Republicans. Is there a conflict of interest? Cook County Republicans makes me laugh. The Cook County Republicans are full of morons. And uh, if Sean, Sean Morris is the president of the Cook County Republicans, he should focus on exactly what the hell the plan is to get rid of a bunch of scumbags like Pete Silvestri and the rest of it. Instead, what does he do? He just tries to fundraise. You know, that's uh, why I wish that's you would have Dan Schultz. 
that's why I wish I'd have Dan Schultz on the show and explain how the precinct strategy works. Uh, there are a lot of people are becoming precinct captains all over, and they're getting more involved. And getting, well, these and old from names, the bottom up and the inside out. These Durkins, huh? when these Durkins and these Bradys, when these names are long gone and hopefully prosecuted, then I'll think Illinois has a Republican Party. But while they are still integral in the Illinois Republican Party, it's the same old game. Where second and place pays, out. oh, you're never going to get them out. They now own how many gaming no, salons? They now have that's lobbyists. The, the, the Durkin's entire family are lawyers and lobbyists. Get them out. That's, the, hey, that's the what the precinct strategy is about. It's just yeah. got them out because it's the precinct captains that vote on the slates that come in. They're, they're yeah, like Madigan, only they got fatter heads. Thank you very much, Kevin. I'm never going to sell you a line of BS. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. Got some guy singing in the subway. Thank you very much for that there, Squirrel Hands. All right, he's been on the line a while. Mike on the south side, thanks for holding, buddy. Hey, hey I, I was uh, telling your call screener, you know, you call them like Marxists and socialists, and I told your call screener, they're, they're satanic whores. Isn't that what a Marxist and a socialist is, you know, when you think about it throughout history? What are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's like, you know, when you put it that way, I mean, they're looking to enslave humanity. And you used to be a trader. Remember when the Al Gore wanted to create a commodity called a carbon credit? I was asked to be a market maker. Did you know that? Really? I had all the documents. You know who his partner was? Hank Paulson, the Republican. Did you know that? Hank Paulson and Al Gore, along with Goldman Sachs, had the space rented and everything in downtown Chicago. And the way that they sold it was you were going to get different, it was going to be different costs to pollute in different areas of America. It was a real good old-fashioned scam. And the, and, the, and the center, the Midwest, was going to be the body of the condor, and there would be one wing in L.A. and one wing in New York. And they would give to their political donors different allotments so that they could pollute more. And by the way, they're still going to go forward with this scheme. This will be after... This will be after all this nonsense and they hide all the failure. This is why they don't care when oil is up, because they don't want you to drive. They like that it's high. They like enriching their enemies. They like hamstringing America, because it gives them more of an excuse to print more of that funny money and enrich the the financial wing of political corruption, the pimp, the banker, and Wall Street. It's one giant scam. I identified it as a scam. I rallied against it, and obviously I wasn't going to do it, but I wanted that information. And when I saw who was the owner there, that, buddy, that's when you realize there is no good guy in this game. The Republicans are just better dressed. They have a better tailor. tailor, And they like to do a little more foot knocking in men's room. Other than that, it's the same damn party. We need the rent. is too damn high, guy. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate the call. We don't buy the scams here. And by the way, there's a scam I didn't get to. I don't have a lot of time here. I always said there's a reason that Kim Fox clears the way and gives government protection to the gangbangers. I always said it. I thought it was her social life. I thought for sure it was the campaign contributions. Now I don't know how deep this Serpico crime family goes. 
A story WGN investigates first broke last week takes another unexpected twist. A man arrested this month for allegedly throwing heroin out of the window of a car owned by the head of internal affairs for the Chicago Police Department huh. is the same person who provided police with the bad information that ultimately led to the botched raid at the home of Anjanette Young back in 2019. Kenneth Miles was arrested on February 1st and charged with possession of a controlled substance after officers throwing heroin out of the window of the head of internal affairs, Chicago Police Department. Huh. That's awful suspicious. Maybe he just borrowed the car. Serpico. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. New York invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected it. Illinois made it an art form. Speaker of the House, the world's most successful gangster. 50 years. So corrupted he had an international company shakedown, bribing him and the Democrats for over a decade. When they're caught, he just steps aside. That's it. Oh, he's under indictment. Ooh, what's that look like? Looks like they made a lot of money and got away with it. What happened to ComEd? They got a fine. And then right after that, the mafia Democrats just jacked the prices up. So now the people are paying the fine for them. That's what it's like to be an Illinoisan. Besides that, Illinois, do you want a governor that can get in and out of a bathtub without two Sherpas and a jar of Vaseline? Huh? Dummies? I don't think so. But Gary Rabine does. I wanted to bring him on because he's an eternal optimist. I was hoping you were going to hedge your bets with me, Gary, and say, buy me something on the water. But you said no. You're going to take <laughs> on the, uh, the, 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 who I used to have respect for, who now I think is just a pigeon dummy, Ken Griffin, and his billions of dollars as he fronts these frauds. How's it look? It's looking good. It's looking good. You know what? I mean, it's looking good. When you, when you continually see this craziness of, the, of this, uh, this governor and this mayor, they're doing just crazy, stupid overreach things to our our society, we, we know that we're getting more people coming our way. You, you know, in election year, they're doing some things to, you know, Pritzker playing Santa Claus with a few different things he's trying to do, but really, really making no difference in the lives of Illinoisans. And then you got, you got Lightfoot right now. Um, as you know, she, she, they upheld her, her mandate for the police today. I don't know if you saw that, but and this, cra- this is crazy stuff that I believe is going to push more and more people our way. My nephew just sent me a text with a swear word on it, as he will often do. I wasn't quite sure what it was for, but I'm assuming it's that. You know, he's a Chicago policeman. But I wanted to uh, ask you basically two things. First off, I um, happened to listen to Governor Tubby down in Decatur as he had the mayor down there kiss his rather abundant rump as uh, they're touting some some uh, budget surplus of $1.7 billion. Now, I know... It's the government federal welfare that he has mixed into the pot and pretended to be revenue. I also want to tell you how I went to Mike Dent guy here in uh, Naples. I had some old lady open the door with a walker and give me a door ding. 
I found a guy here. He's a paintless dent specialist, the best in Naples, called Mike mm-hmm. Dent Guy. His name's Mark. Start talking to him. He's from Downers Grove. He moved here. Mm-hmm. Guy in the waiting room. His name is Rick. Wonderful guy. He's from Illinois. I'm from Illinois. The kid behind the counter, he's from Illinois. It seems like I'm bumping into a lot of Illinoisans down here. Yet, I don't know how they're running a surplus. Can you enlighten us to the uh, trickery of budgeting that's allowing this slob to go around and say he's doing a good job? Yeah, when you, when you, you know, in our businesses, in our homes, if we took a loan out, do we call that income? No, of course not. This is what's going on. A lot of this money is income, or excuse me, loans that they call income. Think about this. You talk talk about the money you just said, you just said was one point seven billion. One point seven billion. That, uh, okay, and it didn't did, come did, from did Ken Griffin. Talk, did, did he talk to? Did he talk about the four billion dollars we owe the federal government because our unemployment system is wrecked no, from from, from this from the employment we have? Four, no. So we have six billion of additional unemployment debt we've 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 got for the last couple of years. Four billion of that came from the federal government. Most states didn't take it. You know, almost all t- states didn't take that. The ones that did take that have paid it back. We have four billion that we that we haven't. We're not even attempting to pay back. He doesn't talk about that no. as he talks about paying down debt. No, he didn't talk about that. He didn't talk about dessert at lunch either. Um, isn't it infuriating that somehow we have the only people that can lie to us are the people that can do the most damage? Why isn't it illegal for these politicians to bald face lie? To the people, I mean, I understand Democrats in general are either stupid or corrupt, but this is an outright fraud, is it not? To pretend we have a surplus in Illinois, it, it's craziness. So we, you know, we we are we're we're just we're two levels above above junk bonds. We're we're just at junk bonds now. We're two levels above. There's there's five states that are that are that are the next in line, and they're two levels of, of, above us out of junk. Okay, five states. They're they're pretty bad. Two levels above us right now, and he wants he, he wants to celebrate that we moved up a, a notch out of out of junk, right away from junk. This is craziness. We're 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 in the worst shape of any state in the country. Our interest that we pay is the highest in the country. If we had a sustainable plan going forward, our interest rate would drop like a rock to, to competitive with the rest of the country. You know, two two and a half percent instead of five percent. Here's a here's something I want to ask you. Around this country, I have to tell you the happiest day of my life is when I took my money and got the hell out of there and I opened my accounts down here, right? And I did that because I'm very aware of how Ron DeSantis is protecting Floridians from the corrupt Fourth Reich Democrat mafia in the White House right now. I just had a guest on, Betty Grande, 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 um, from North Dakota, who's a wonderful woman, who wanted to enlighten us to the fact that American bankers and lobbyists are rejecting Republican legislatures that are putting laws and bills up to protect their citizens from a property grab and a money grab from the federal government under the same way that we've seen uh, Marie Antoinette up in Canada with his pretty eyebrows seize the money of (laughs) Canadians that supported the Freedom Convoy. If elected governor of Illinois in some miracle, would you in fact protect Illinoisans from a government that is obviously broke, obviously insatiable, and more than willing to confiscate the hard-earned property and money of Illinoisans. So monopolies come in all different ways, don't they? And 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 as government creates corporations that are dependent on them, there's more you know more monopolies happen because they don't break them up. Whether it's the the you know public sector teach, you know, teachers unions, right? Whether it's the big you know big banks. Um, you know, big, big global corporations, all these, all these large organizations, government loves them. 
bigger government gets, the bigger they can get, them, the, the, let them get, because they can control them and therefore control loss of the masses. This, this is why monopoly laws were in place. We're not using them anymore, and they have to, they have to be used Wait, again. Yeah, the greatest we, we monopoly go after is the government. There's yeah. no question about it. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Kind of leads yeah. me to some business things in Illinois. Um, the liquor business is organized crime, from what I can ascertain. The way in which the government threatens bar owners, restaurant owners, is outrageous. When you see the way that this govern, governor and this government in Illinois has misused its power against entrepreneurs and business people of all kinds. If you were elected, would you immediately redact all of those government overreaches and misappropriations of, of power? And would you furthermore put in place laws and bills so this could never, ever happen in the future in Illinois, where they lost the right to their own business, the threat of their livelihood, and the intimidation they've become accustomed to that it would make Brezhnev blush in what Illinois has been put through by the Soviet oligarchs. We, we would never pick winners and losers. It should be illegal for government, government to get involved in businesses, whether it's utility industries picking winners and losers with, with, with uh, green energy that sometimes isn't worth, worth its weight, such as you know, uh, you know, windmills or whatever, right? We, we, need to, we need to be able to get government out of business. They're no good. Most of these people, the far majority of these people, especially in Illinois government, never built anything, never ran a business, don't understand when they put 60% interest on a small business, there's a lawsuit today on, on a small business. Is much, the, the judge has the ability to give a 60% interest on any, any settlement, okay? All right, 60% per year, that is, okay? 5% a month, 60%. That's, that's the highest in the country by far. We were 2% two, we per month or 24% a year, okay? A small business can't handle that. One, one small business that goes through that and, and, they, and they're done, all their friends that see it happen, they're gone, right? You can't continually treat small business like it's your piggy bank and abuse them like we're doing in Illinois. So regular, regulatory reform is my big, big issue that I, w I will make sure I'm a, I'm, we're, we're going to change in a big way. You know, look at, look at what our, our last president did. He promised that it was three to one. He promised that every, for every new regulation, there'd be three removed. He was at 22 to one at one point. He ended up, I think he ended up like seven or eight to one of regulations, regula regulations removed for every new one. We need to do the same thing in Illinois. We've got to peel back all the crazy regulations that are killing businesses, killing jobs in our state. Yeah, don't say his name, though. You might lose the white women in the suburbs. Be careful. Don't ever, ever say his name. Illinois has the most nuclear plants of any state in the country. 14, mm -hmm. it, I believe it is. It could be wrong. My understanding is, what, two are open? We also, at one time, were an oil-producing state. Can you believe it? Illinois was an oil-producing. We also were a coal-producing state. Would you keep it shuttered? Would you keep it locked up? Would you continue to allow the people of Illinois to suffer versus tap the natural resources of a once great state before the Democrat organized crime family got in and ruined it? Would you uh, see that as some sort of a solution to maybe solve some of the financial problems versus tapping Ken Griffin for charity and campaign contributions? Think of this. Think of the hundreds of millions of dollars in subsidies we're promising green energy, what they think is green energy, right? Green energy. How is it green when, you know, okay, California went to the same plan that we're going to right now, and, and their energy is twice as much as ours in California. It's been for the last 10, 12 years, twice as much as our energy for electric, uh, you know, gas, right? Why? Because they, they went to solar, they went to wind, and guess what? When they, when they had a blackout not long ago in San Francisco, what happened? All their septic and their sludge, millions of tons went on in San Francisco Bay. 
Nobody talked about that. That's not so green, man. That's actually That's like so green. brown, in my That's opinion. That's not so green. Right? Oh. But it did cover up okay, the but, smell but, in the but, streets. But, and, Sean, and, Sean, you can look up one, one thing. We're Illinois. Illinois is number one when it comes to infrastructure in one part of our infrastructure. It's the, the, the amount of blackout time we've experienced in the last, I think it's the last 10 years. Number one, least amount of blackout, right? And, and, and why? Because we've got great energy. We've got some of the best nuclear energy in the world. We've got, yeah. the, we've got some of the, the cleanest coal, cleanest coal in the world, and we're going to shut it down. Natural gas, clean energy. Okay, the corrupt- now we're going to get rid of we're going to get rid of all that, and we're going to, and we're going to go with California, California-like energy, and we're going to subsidize it on top of it. Well, how about Texas? Same thing, the greenest state in the country. Just as long as it doesn't get cold, you won't freeze to death in your house. I wanted to ask you. Um, I wanted to ask you one thing about uh, comment. I think that that is an absolute atrocity. That these rat bastards bribed the Democrat mafia got a slap on the wrist, and then to pay it off, we're able to massively jack up the costs on the people. If elected governor, would you rip that deal apart and make sure that these idiots face not only competition, but real fines? And not only that, I'd like to see them lose the contract and get thrown out of Illinois. I mean, I'm a little, you know, I like it. I like it, law and order. But would you look into that ridiculous settlement as they bribed this tiny little petite mobster for what we at least know is 10 years? So this this is the culture we've created in Illinois. I mean, we look at the, we could look at the natural gas industry, the electric industry, everything we got in Illinois. It's controlled by the politicians, and and if they don't kiss their their big butts, right, they don't get their way. And and so I mean, it, it's a it's an incestuous relationship that we have to end. Right, we got end it because it, we we're not. It's not it's it's not just ComEd. It's the gas companies, people's gas. It's it, it, it's it's all over our state. We've got did to you watch that. it? And did again, you watch Pritzker and Decatur today? Did you watch it? I did not. Oh, let me tell you something. That mayor in DeKalb or Decatur, I think it's Decatur, she was kissing his derriere so much, I wanted to tell her, that's not a crack, honey, that's a crevasse. It was despicable to watch, and you realize the kind of money that's being thrown around to these Democrat mafia strongholds. Brother, I wish you the best of luck. I want to take a call. I, I think he, 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 probably was, hey, he was probably taking a page out of the Aurora guy running for governor from Aurora. The Democrat and the Republican side of the, the oh, race. Oh, I love that. Oh, he tapped into Ken Griffin. Just give me some money, and I'll say I'm a Republican. He would not tell you. Here's the kind of coward this scumbag is. He wouldn't admit that he voted for Biden. He wouldn't admit it. I don't want to talk about that. That's how you know he's a coward, a shiftless coward. And anybody that votes for him or supports him, you're a moron. You're being played just the way the mafia wants you to. What's that dummy's name, Irving? Dummy. Let's see if he wants to come on the show. Give him equal time. I want to take a call. Catherine, Western Suburbs. Uh, good evening. And uh, hello, Mr. Ray Bryan. I, I appreciate you standing up to, uh, to, to continue this fight. Um, my question is for you. Um, unlike uh, the present, present governor, how do you intend to, you know, besides acting like a king, how do you intend to get anywhere in a state with a legislature that for like two years now, I think, has left it in the king's hands to do everything. And how, how can you get anywhere except by executive orders, which uh, as a good citizen of the state of Illinois still, I wouldn't want you to be doing that. I, I love this question. Thank you, Karen. Great, great, Smartest great, great listeners. Question. Go ahead. Yeah, you got some smart listeners. I'll tell you what. So here's the thing. I've negotiated contracts all my life you know, with the unions as well as just business contracts on a constant basis in my life. 
I know how to negotiate, and I'm not afraid to hit things head on. In leadership, you better hit things head on. I don't think we've we've had people with the courage to actually sit down and actually challenge people when they're when they're lying, right? When they're being bought, um, when, when when they're doing bad things. I just don't think that there's there's a lot of courage in, in politics, and, I, and that that's who I'm going to be. My lieutenant governor is just like me in that way. We're going to challenge the heck out of it. We know who's bought. We can figure out who's been bought. And we're going to challenge the heck out of them. And we're, and, and we're going to, we're going to call them out and sit down with them one by one. I, Bruce Rauner was not a person to do that. And, oh. and I, I knew, I know Bruce, he was not a person to do that. The um, cleanest I, I've been a jacket ever with... sold next to the kid who's yeah, running against yeah. you, Sullivan. He's got the, he's got, the, he's another dummy with a Carhartt jacket. I love these guys who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars with their worker clothes on. It's a costume. <laughs> Go ahead. No, those are, that, that, that's the clothes that I, I always wore. Now they're telling me I got to dress up nicer because I look. They, they say, "Gary, you look more, more, you know, more like a politician." No, well, I don't look like a politician, you. but yeah. but, I, but I do wear jackets a little more than I, I ever have. But either way, hey. So my my thing is this: we 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 hope we're going to have a a, a Republican uh, Republican leaning Supreme Court. That'll be big. We hope we're going to have uh, you know not a, not a super minority in both sides or maybe either. Hopefully, we're we're a minority or even win one of these, which is which is maybe. A pipe dream, but it's but we're we got a big red wave coming, and and, and so but then from there, from there it's help, holding people accountable and, and getting in front of them face to face with every single legislator down there to real to let them know they're not going to get away with the, 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 their bought their bought mentalities in the future with us running the state. Well, Gary, I want to make you and my listeners feel good right now. I'm going to take another call, Victoria McHenry. Hi there. Um, I just wanted to say when I'm driving through Wisconsin, I see Gary Rabine signs everywhere. That's wonderful. That makes me feel yes. very good. Yeah, Victoria, yes. you're from my, you're and, from um, my town, Victoria. Yep, I am, and um, I will see you tomorrow at um, Christian Liberty Academy. Actually, actually, you won't because they they canceled on me last week, and I have I scheduled for CPAC. I, yeah, they they oh, no last week they canceled okay. on me. So it, so it's going to be tomorrow, but I can't make it because I had CPAC scheduled and I paid for it already. Oh, that's so right. that makes okay, okay. Yeah. So here's that's what right. here's what Victoria is going to do. Victoria is going to talk about you in your absence. Is that a deal, Victoria? Yep. That is absolutely right. I See? will do that. And Gary Raymond awesome. will give you a T-shirt because I already gave out my allotment. I'm losing money in this damn show. Thank you very much, Victoria. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Victoria. Re- the reality is, Gary, I um. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I'm I really I think you're the only one that could change it because you have that formula. You're not a politician. And if you're going to change something in this corrupt oligarch run mafia state, it's going to have to be from somebody who's navigated the corruption, been put through the the gauntlet of of fraud and regulations and nonsense to understand exactly how to rip it out. That's why you're my guy. I make no bones about it. I, I I like Darren Bailey, but you're my guy. If you don't win, I'm going to tell my wife, finally sell that damn house in Elmwood Park or burn a son of a gun. Um, what else do you got coming up that you want to prove? Let, let, me say, let me say one more thing here. All right, I, I sent something out. When I saw that that the police lost their lost this uh, this um, challenge to this, this mandate, this vaccine mandate for Chicago police, makes me sick. These people risk their lives every day. They're on the street getting no respect. And, and, and they're, you know, social distancing is not that difficult. They're, they're out in the open air usually. This is not an issue. This is a bunch of garbage. And now they got to get vaccinated or be fired if, if, we, if they don't appeal this, okay? I, I sent something out. I said, hey, when I win, it's only November. When I win, all right, they, their jobs come back and they get signing bonuses to come back on. So those that have the backbone and the, and the, the, the independence and the backbone and can afford 
not not to get vaccinated, right? They 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 got a job back when I win and 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 a signing bonus. Love it. I love that. So you're going to actually protect and strengthen law enforcement agents rather than prosecute them the way the Democrat mafia does today. I want to ask you just just real quick. As governor, can you remove the either if I'm kind she's a stone idiot. If I'm aware, she's a stone bagman. Can you stop the the ignorance and the the stupidity of Kim Fox as governor? Can you call for a special election? Can you call for an investigation? Can you do anything to help the people of of Cook County survive her tenure you know, and as the destruction of law and order in in if you could say that she's actually tripled down on on worse. She's the she's one of the biggest problems in our state in our city in our city of course. Um, what, what you can do from I'm here, we, we have to we have to we have to go to the legislature and, and demand a, you know the ability to recall bad bad state's attorneys. And she's she's an example of the worst of the worst of them. There's more out there, believe me, but she's the worst yeah. of the worst of them. And and we got to be able to recall you know terrible state's attorneys like her. Yeah, well, I like it. I support Gary Rabine. There's no question about it. There's nothing in it for me. In fact, I'm losing money. If you would have listened to me, damn it, you could have bought yourself a splendid place here on the water. I make a commission. You get tan. Everybody wins. You don't listen. You're very stubborn. But I love you for it, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate the time. All right. Gary Rabine, everybody. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. Although I love this song. Turn it down for me, will you there, Squirrel Hands? If I wouldn't have seen it, I wouldn't believe it. I have a camera, I mean a, a television, a few of them in here in the studio. NBC, $1 billion program from the Department of Transportation. You know the one that's headed up by the son of a communist. Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg. He's got the knees for it, but that's about it. That's all he's qualified. Transportation Secretary, this dimwit, has never done anything in his life. Billion dollar program for unjust U.S. interstates. Interstates are unjust? Oh, yes. We're going to have community connection. What that means is let's do some fast rail from the ghettos to the suburbs so the Democrat base, also known as the scumbags, can ride the fast train, rob you, carjack you, and get back to the ghettos real quick. Or just export the ghettos at all. But highways and roads and bridges, they're not unjust. What's unjust are Democrat scum who want to socially engineer and benefit their base of sickos and freaks and degenerates. Quite a disturbing story here. The man you see right there hid in a woman's restroom at a restaurant. Then when a young girl walked in by herself, he sexually assaulted her. Took years to capture him. But now that he's in custody, it appears he may serve little or no time. Gina Silva has been looking into this story. Gee, how could he get away with it? How could somebody so evil, so wretched, not have his throat cut by everybody with an IQ over 60 who understands when you rape a 10-year-old, you shouldn't live a day? She joins us live tonight with more. Gina. Well, Alex, this case has made law enforcement and some prosecutors furious. They are accusing DA George Gascon of caring more about that child molester than the victim. George Gascon. George Gaston, boy, that's a fancy name. Where's, he, where's this fancy fella from? Los Angeles. Oh, land of the Democrat social engineer scumbag on the take. We have to warn you, the details are graphic and disturbing. 
This is every parent's worst nightmare. This is every responsible citizen's worst nightmare that this would happen to our children. L.A. County Deputy District Attorney John McKinney is talking about what happened to a 10-year-old girl when she walked into a Denny's restroom in Palmdale in 2014. A man then entered the restaurant and went directly to the women's room. And when the little girl came out of the stall, he immediately attacked her. He restrained her and he physically penetrated her in a sexual manner. Well, wait a minute. That, they said a man. Didn't they say a man? I distinctly heard man. That's not what it's going to be. Don't worry about it. It's a strike. But they're going to plead. I'm going to plead out to him and plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. Done. I won't have to register once or nothing. For an offender, you don't have to register? I won't have to do none of that. So what are they going to do to you then? Nothing. Huh. If there is a next time I ever get in trouble, I'm leaving the state. I'm leaving the country. I ain't staying. <laughs> There's the scum. There's the wretched scum that should be ass high in a cemetery. So now they're going to put me with other trannies that have similar cases like mine. Or Oh, wait a minute. He's a tranny? With one tranny like me that has a case like mine. Okay. So when you come to court, make sure you address me as her. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be hard, but you have to do it. What we're trying to avoid is trying to avoid the registering thing. That's what we're I know. the hardest to not That's do. how you get away with rape. Just call me her. I'm surprised he didn't take swimming lessons. You could give that other fella a little go for it. Oh, let me go ahead. Great. First, just want to thank everybody. I know it's late. Ah, oh, I hit the wrong button. Well, District Attorney Gascon now admits he should have handled this particular case differently. A then 17-year-old boy sexually assaulting, admitting to sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl. He also now says he's making a couple of policy changes. He calls them minor, but his critics say they're far from it. And it's all further ammunition for those behind the recall. It's not ammunition. What do you mean ammunition? You moron, your job is to protect the people, not the pedophiles, not the scumbags, because you like their sexual proclivity. I mean, if this guy would have played his cards right, he could be the transportation secretary after all. It's disgusting. That's what it's like under a Democrat mafia. Bob in Wisconsin. Hey, I can't thank you enough for the eloquence in the way you just put the burr under the saddle of the enemies from within. Oh, You're just fabulous, buddy. Oh, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. But eloquence in me, that's the first time for that. So I want to thank you. I appreciate it very much, Bob. You made my night. Thank you. This has to be confronted because we are the ones who are righteous. We're advocating for law. We're not advocating for favoritism so that people in scum like this could get away with raping a 10-year-old. Is she even a thought in the mind of the perverse? In the mind of the Democrat. Or do you think maybe you could buy her off? A little free school? What do you need? Some health care? We'll take care of it all. 312-642-5600. When I get back, I'll take all your calls. I want to cheer you up, though. We're going to end with a good note. I promise you're going to feel good after this. AM 560. The answer. We would zigzag away. Although with the um, chaos in our... Society was not the same in the 70s. The stupidity and corruption was the same with the Democrats. Actually, I would say it's, the corruption wasn't as bad. Just the incompetence of Jimmy Carter and those moron first-run socialists was just as bad. And out of the woodwork, 
came a guy. He started out as a Democrat, ran for governor of California, changed California, ran for the presidency, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the one who changed things. He was hamstrung, hamstrung with a rhino, with a scumbag, the, uh, the son of Prescott Bush, another corrupt money bundler for the Third Reich. But Ronald Reagan was the real deal. And I don't know about you, but when I hear Ronald Reagan, I feel better. I just do. When I hear him on Johnny Carson, I'm tickled. Do you hear intelligent people from both political parties or in the middle, conservatives and liberals, and they all seem to have different answers as to what is going wrong in the country. Some people say, well, let's let the government spend billions of dollars. And then other people say, no, no more federal spending. Uh, let's give the tax rebates. And the other intelligent people say, no tax rebates. We've got to do this and do that. So everybody is confused. Uh, how, how, how do you see the thing? What, how are we going to get out of this? Well, uh, Johnny, I think that one of the things is that people keep looking to government for the answer, and government's the problem. You, a moment ago, you, you asked, you know, about people and feeling not only confused, but right. low and, and down in America. First of all, the American people, if they would just take a little inventory and look around, you triple our troubles, and we're better off than any other people on earth. And we've asked so much of government, and we've gotten in the habit over the last 40 years of thinking that government has the answers. There's very little that government can do as efficiently and as economically as the people can do themselves. And if government would shut the doors and sneak away for about three weeks, we'd never miss them. Our biggest problem is that we have built a permanent structure of government, federal, state, and local. The permanent employees, and they've come to the place that they actually determine policy in this country more than does the Congress of the United States. Mm-hmm. There are 14 and a half million public employees in the United States. That's quite 32. a voting book. A poll was taken recently that found out that only 46% of the people in the poll could name their United States congressman. But what was worse, 86% of those who could name him couldn't tell you a single thing that he represented or stood for. They just knew that he represented the state. Yeah, he was a congressman. The more things change, the more they stay the same. What we need is the same answers, the same resolve, the same integrity, and the same righteousness of Americanism. When budget deficits are what's causing inflation, I don't see that there's any room to be on either side of that argument. I think the answer to curing inflation is a balanced budget. Now, how do you do that? I mean, how do you balance the budget? Well, balancing the budget is like protecting your virtue. You don't spend more than you take in, right? It's like protecting your virtue. You have to learn to say no. (laughs) When's the last time government said no? When's the last time government said no? You stand in Illinois as this embarrassment of a human being, this bowling ball with a ping pong ball on top of it, this governor, Fetzo, just lied to every single citizen and the world writ large. Illinois has a surplus of $1.7 billion. He stole the money from the federal government. He lied. He cheated. That's the Democrat philosophy of an economy. It's not just Illinois, it's in Washington, D.C. As this idiot in a diaper tells you build back better is paid for. What he's promising you is restraints, taxation, extortion, and intimidation. That's what it's like now 
with an American Democrat in charge of anything. You must fear your government because they are the Fourth Reich fascists. We need the resolve of capitalists, of Americans, business people, people of integrity, people like Ronald Reagan. There's got to be another way. <laughs> What's the second option? <laughs> well, no, there's some ways that this could be brought about. First of all, that limitation. Here, here's another one. Why shouldn't we have, in addition to a simplified income tax, why shouldn't we also have a law that says that any time a legislator or a congressman introduces a spending program, he has to introduce with it a tax program to pay for it? Then let the people find out. There was a woman that... But how could you get your billion dollars for your unjust highways? Let alone the fact that the secretary is the first time in the world has the knees for it as transportation secretary. Uh, from a financial firm that was back at the president's economic council, and her words weren't quoted. Everybody else's words got in the paper, all the hellers and the gallbreaths and all the so-called right. economists. And I, had a, I have a degree in economics, so I can say this. I think an Wait a minute. The press said he was a stupid actor. A degree in economics? Does the dimwit in diapers have a degree in anything except bulldung? Economist is someone who has a Phi Beta Kappa key on one end of his watch chain and no watch on the other. Uh, this woman said that you go to the polls and you ask the people do they want some social service, some program that government can give, and the people in the polls are apt to read and say, hey, that sounds good, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she says that isn't exactly accurate. She says put a $100 bill in each person's hand. And then show them the program and say, now, isn't that a nice program? Do you want it? Give me the $100. See, the socialists can spend your money, but they never like spending their own. It's time we wake up. We can win back. We will win back. But only if we can articulate. This isn't a political party of Democrats. This is a Marxist mafia. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.